Welcome to the Banking on Business podcast presented by Horicon Bank. Banking on Business is aimed at helping entrepreneurs grow their business with practical strategies you can start using today. We are all about engaging our local business community and connecting with other small businesses to raise each other up. Hosted by yours truly, Grace Bruins, marketing officer at Horicon Bank, turned podcaster, at least for the next 20 minutes. Welcome to the Banking on Business podcast. Today, we are talking with Corey Kovacs, Client Engagement and Communications Director at First American Capital Corporation. So that, Corey, is your job title, but you describe yourself as a relationship builder and business coach. And those are two roles that I really want to explore today with our interview. So welcome. I am glad you're here. Thanks, Grace. It's so nice to be welcomed. So let's let our listeners get to know you a little bit with a rapid fire intro to the expert. This is our rapid fire intro to the expert. I fire off the questions and you answer as quickly as you can. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. Okay. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the Wausau area of Wisconsin. What is the best part of your job? Mm, Working with people and entrepreneurs. And what are you most passionate about? Everything. Uh, There's a lot that I'm passionate about. Um, I think I'm really super passionate about nerdy things. That's fair. I've met you, so I know that there's a lot of passion there. I've met you a few (laughs) times now. (laughs) Favorite subject when you were in school? Music. Right. And when you're not working, what are you doing? I'm probably reading a book or looking up a webinar or, like I said, super nerd, right? (laughs) Um, I'm investigating things. I'm very curious. Okay. I bet that makes your job a lot of fun because you're probably working with a lot of different businesses and just getting to learn so much about different industries, Mm -hmm. different people. We're going to get into that. Before we get into your story, Corey, let's get into our marketing minute. So have you ever heard of the Michelin stars awarded to restaurants? Yes. Do you know where that comes from? I assumed they were related to tires. It is. It is. Let me tell you a story. So the year is 1900, and there are less than 300 cars in France where Andre and Edward Michelin have just started making tires. So not a huge demand for their product at that time. (laughs) Realizing they needed to increase demand, they published the world's first Michelin guide. So it included maps, instructions for how to change your tires, and find restaurant locations. They printed 35,000 copies, and then they gave them all away. Ten years later, demand for cars, demand for the guide, source. They begin charging for the guide, and they increase distribution across all of Europe. It even makes the bestseller list. And eventually, they hire inspectors to, vi- to visit restaurants, and the first Michelin stars are born. Yeah, so amazing. Comes tired. So, Why is that important? That's what really matters. (laughs) Michelin brothers made something so useful, they never had to worry about actually selling tires. Their people loved the guide and therefore bought Michelin tires. So in today's marketing world, think of it this way, creating content has become status quo. That's all we hear about, create more content, generate content. But if you're creating content simply to create content, you may be missing the mark on that and not achieving what you set out to. So instead, we should be creating the single best resource for our niche. And you may not see immediate results, but if you're patient, content compounds in a way that other marketing channels can't. Outstanding. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's really fascinating. That's something you might've been able to learn in one of your nerdy books. Totally. But here I am telling you. Thanks for that, Grace. (laughs) Anytime. So speaking of niches, let's talk about the First American Capital Corp. 
why don't you tell me what is the mission of that organization and what does your day-to-day job look like? Absolutely. Well, the mission of First American Capital Corporation is to provide access to capital, technical assistance, and advocate for Native-owned businesses and business owners in the state of Wisconsin. Just because we are a Native-certified CDFI, we are also an SBA lender, which means that we do receive funding from the federal government, so we work with everyone. Okay. But our target market is going to be an enrolled tribal member who's in Wisconsin. Okay. So definitely a niche, but obviously open to many business owners. Absolutely. Okay. So what makes a CDFI community development institution like First American Capital Corporation different from say a traditional bank? Absolutely. We've got a couple of things going on um, as relates to that. First and foremost, we're nonprofit. Okay. Um, We are as a CDFI and as a native certified CDFI, again, with that target demographic, we have to have that mission. We have to have programs that support our loan clients. So there, that's where the technical assistance comes into play. And that that phrase, technical assistance, isn't like, we're going to come and set up your cybersecurity sure, for you. Sure, you're not an IS department. <laughs> no. Okay. No, we're, we're going to provide business resources for you, and we're going to help support the startup growth, expansion, maintenance of your business. So we get to sort of be a partner for you in your journey as a business owner. Okay. Also, our goal is to provide a pathway to a traditional bank. So you would get a loan with us. You'd have sort of the training wheels of that technical assistance plan, the the business coaching that's accessible. Mm -hmm. And then ideally, after a period of time, you're able to go to a traditional lender and apply for a business loan and you're off to the races. All right. So what type of businesses are you seeing come to you for that sort of assistance? Well, that's an interesting question because with our target demographic, usually, according to statistics, two-thirds of business owners who identify as Native American will start a, a business in construction or in transportation. And that aligns with our loan portfolio. That's interesting. Yeah. Did you know that before coming to First American Capital? I had no clue, but I they didn't know a lot of things before I started working for a CDFI. They really are like the best kept secret in banking. That's amazing. And your just for our listeners, your background is not in CDFI work at all. That is correct. That was never like my dream vision for myself, not knowing about them mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> until until the last couple of years. My background's in theater. So I had a bit of a different experience and a bit of a different story. When the pandemic hit, I pivoted and I, I landed working for WIBIC, actually, the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative Corporation. Yep. I was there on a short-term grant-funded role, learned about how they operate, what their purpose is, and fell in love with it. And I, this opportunity with FACC came along, and I jumped. And I've been there for a year and a half, and I am so thrilled. I can't wait to see what happens next. That is awesome. We had a story um, a few episodes ago of a business owner who she wasn't quite sure what she wanted to do after school. And she was like, "Eh, I like to cook. I guess I'll go to culinary school. Did that sort of thought. That's fine. Now she's opened her own restaurant. And she's like, way back then, I questioned, why am I even doing this? What is bringing me here? But now actually they've opened two restaurants, I should say. So yeah. So there's these decisions in your past and these things that you're like, okay, just going to do it. Going to follow this path and see where it goes. So that's really cool. And it's, uh, we talked about you having a lot of passion. You clearly have a lot of passion for CDFIs, (laughs) which is awesome. 
There's a lot to learn. There's every day is something different. Uh, so earlier you had asked what I do on a daily basis. And my job is to work one-on-one with entrepreneurs, with potential loan clients. One of the things that I really appreciate about my background in this specific role in this industry is that I'm sort of a reformed entrepreneur myself. So I've probably (laughs) been in similar positions to most of the clients that I work with. And I understand the mindset and I understand how all-encompassing and overwhelming it can be to get things going and to be juggling all of those plates. So I think it provides some really useful perspective. Absolutely. So what gaps do you see between, say, an entrepreneur who has an idea and then an entrepreneur who who has actually turned that idea into a business? Hmm. What gaps do I see? Planning, the ability to execute a plan, and understanding who your resources are. Mm, That's a big one. Mm. So how does First American Capital Corporation help with that? Well, that's part of our whole technical assistance deal. We like to connect clients with resources that are appropriate for their needs and their level of business. So for example, we get somebody who says, hey, I want to start a conversation. How do I get to know you? How do we work together? Mm -hmm. We sit down, we ask them questions about their business, about their finances. And that's something else that's a little scary for entrepreneurs to talk about is usually like in our culture, finance is kind of a taboo topic anyway. And when you're sitting down with someone who has the potential to provide access to capital, that can be intimidating. Mm -hmm. So just be ready for that. Something else that we'll probably do is take a look at as part of those financials, what systems do you have in place to track those financials? So this is where I hate to sound like a resource that you would find on a very dry governmental website, <laughs> but it, it's but it's accurate and it's true. The one category of gap that I see in entrepreneurs that I work with on the daily is in bookkeeping and accounting and understanding that when you know your numbers you know your business. Mm-hmm. That's that's big. That's huge. Yep. Because I think you a lot of, I, I'm not an entrepreneur, but putting myself in that role, you think you know your business because you know your craft, mm-hmm. right? I'm a mm-hmm. carpenter. I know how to make things. I know my business. But there's this whole other side of it that you've got to know if you want to run a successful business. Absolutely. The ability to pay your bills, to pay your rent, to make sure that you're keeping your vendors and suppliers happy is all about cash flow. And that relates to a whole bunch of accounting terms that most business owners are like, oh, I'm going to bury my head in the sand and ignore. Right. 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 So what would you recommend to those business owners who are like, I, I don't I don't want to do that. I don't want to touch it or I'm, I'm ner- it makes me nervous. What should they do? Sure. Well, the first step I would take is I would reach out to the SBDC CAP Access Program. That's the State Business Development Center Program. Uh, They have this capital access niche. You can go on a website. You can fill out an inquiry form. They will connect you with a consultant. This is all no-cost counseling, so it's totally free to the user. Mm -hmm. And they'll sit down with you to identify what is your business model, what's your revenue, what are your expenses, what's the timing. And they will refine all of those projections for you or even review historicals to develop projections and give you a really solid educational understanding of what all of the terminology is that Mm -hmm. might seem so overwhelming and intimidating. Sure. But also be able to help you understand 
the flow of the money in a business because there it is a little bit different than personal budgeting and it is a little bit different than just, hey, I've got money in my bank account today. We must be doing okay. Sure. Sure. Because you've got all different accounting methods, right? Cash, accrual, there's all of these. And I mean, even just those words, I'm sure there are people who are like, nope, not listening anymore. <laughs> yeah, I can hear the not it right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So find good partners. And the fact that those resources are out there and they are at no cost to the business owner. It's I think huge. Yes, it is. It is. And hopefully that makes it a little less intimidating to have a partner that walks alongside you through that whole process. Now, speaking of partners, that's something else that I want to introduce as a concept to to business owners. You mentioned earlier that my one of my little descriptors is relationship builder. Yes. And I think that's one of the most important things that an entrepreneur should focus on when they're reviewing their business is the quality of their relationships. When you look at a football team, okay, I'm not a sports person. I don't sports, but I understand <laughs> the structure of like a football team sure. and what makes one successful or not. You've got to have a cohesive team. You don't just have one head coach who does everything. You've got offensive coaches. You've got defensive. You've got special teams coaches. You have all this support staff, right? Mm -hmm. And also in there, you've got to be able to identify key personnel, key positions, and what the strengths and weaknesses are and how you can balance them with other members of that squad. Yeah. So you need to have that in your advisors, in your support team for your business. So when you have a conversation with a banker or a CDFI lender, it's got to be a quality relationship. We often say at FACC that we want to get to know your business just as well as, if not better than you do, because we want to be able to help you the best way we can. Having an open communication line is super important for that. Same thing with developing those financial projections, having a conversation, having someone in your corner who says, yes, you can do this, cheers you on, and provides you with the relevant information to, to succeed. Mm -hmm. So helpful. So I have got to assume that there are entrepreneurs, when they find something intimidating, it's very easy to avoid. Mm. Things like financing or asking for that. Do you find that, I guess, is the first question. Do you find that they have a fear of financing, find that they have a fear of asking for that help? Absolutely. There's often a fear of carrying debt. Again, speaks to that culture about not talking about finance. Mm -hmm. And I understand it. I totally get it. But it's kind of like when you're a little kid and you're afraid of the boogeyman. But if you don't define the boogeyman, it makes it worse. Sure. Once you define it, it's easier to say, oh, oh, well, maybe... Maybe this is manageable. Mm -hmm. So we try to break things down into manageable bites. I always start out every initial call with a, what do you know about taking out a business loan? And usually the response is very little to none. So I try to break things up into manageable bites and I check in. Do you have questions? Do you, is there anything that's concerning you? Like, what do we need to address in this conversation right now so that you can process this information? Because I know it's a lot. Yeah. And when you start talking about, say, like documentation that they need, that can feel like a huge list and suddenly again, overwhelmed, shutting down. So what are those things that business owners can start to do to prepare for those conversations or to prepare to, to have financing or ask for financing? Absolutely. So there's a list that I brought with me, actually. So I can't I wait. Can be prepared. <laughs> It's helpful to know where your documentation is, first and foremost. So being able to locate things like personal taxes, because you're probably going to need to provide a couple of years of information for okay. some historical data. If you have already been in business and you have business taxes, 
know where those are too. That's kind of useful. However your business is incorporated, if you're an LLC, an S-Corp, a C-Corp, whatever documentation you have for articles of organization or establishing that mm-hmm. legal setup, again, know where it is, be able to access it and share that at, at the ready. If you have any kind of bookkeeping or CPA that you're working with who can help you develop and provide financial statements, now, this is where things get a little interesting, so I need all of our listeners to bear with me. Okay, so we're going to talk about the profit and loss, or also known as the income statement, and a balance sheet. Those are the two key financial statements that our CDFI in particular is going to be looking for. Mm-hmm. And those documents are easily created if you have QuickBooks, if you have a bookkeeper who has the capacity, like a CPA, to develop them for you. They're going to be a helpful document to have. Sources and uses of funds sheet is another one. So if you're coming and you and you want to have a conversation and you're saying, I want to borrow some money, we need to identify, all right, well, basic project management 101, what is what is the scope of the project, what does the, what does the number look like, what are we spending it on, mm-hmm. and then we're going to need to know how we're going to collateralize that. So this is where things get a little bit interesting in terms of I don't need my client to understand how a lender operates. I need you to be able to provide us with the information that we need to serve you the best. Okay. So understanding that equipment is going to be easier to fund than working capital, generally speaking, just because then there's something that it's plan B, mm-hmm. right? If the if the borrower is unable to repay the loan, there is something that can be reclaimed to help mitigate that loss. Sure. Of course, we don't want to do that, but we have to do that because it's sort of in the federal banking regulations. <laughs> <laughs> sort of is. Sort of in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you're a startup or if you're a relatively new business, we're going to need those month-by-month projections. And that's why, again, I just can't plug that SBDC cap access program enough. It's at no cost to you. It's a little bit of time. It's a lot of education, and it's super helpful. And there are going to be some more, I'm going to say, structured documents like your driver's license, some form of identification, a personal financial statement, stuff like that. Just be ready to know where your cash is and where your debts are. And be able to articulate what the terms are. Okay. It's a lot. It's a lot. But that's why you have partners. Yes. To be able to do that. Yes. So that's what you guys are there for. Yeah. And now pivoting a little bit from financing, you guys provide quite a bit of education and resources, even counseling on things like uh, business planning, right? Mm-hmm. HR, marketing. There's there's a whole bunch of topics there that are outside of financing that you help with as well. That's correct. It all depends on the needs of the business, the capacity of the business owner in terms of available time, and if we just need to make a referral to a consultant who might be able to provide an hour, and that hour could be the most valuable time that that person receives in that whole year, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the content needed. Sure. And do you guys work, I know we're sitting, you know, in Wauwatosa right now. Do you work typically with businesses in this area, all over the state? What's your geographic region look like? Well, organizationally, we provide services statewide and we do travel on occasion. I will say that I do work a lot from home and I am based out of the Fox Valley area, but I got a car. I'll go (laughs) anywhere. (laughs) There you go. Anywhere. That's right. (laughs) 
That's right. That's great. So, and, and FACC has also gone through some new branding and you have a brand new website, which is beautiful. Your URL is much more user-friendly than it used to be, which Thank I know you. you're excited about. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of excitement. Got a brand new logo. For our listeners who don't know the history of FACC, which I'm betting is probably all of them, First American Capital Corporation is the revolving loan fund arm of the American Indian Chamber of Commerce of Wisconsin. And as that revolving loan fund grew, the organization also evolved. Okay. We've had a very close relationship with the chamber. We are completely separating our entities. We've got our rebrand, our completely separate website, and... I'm really excited for the growth potential that's going to enable us to pursue. And your website address is? F-A-C-C-W-I.org. I like that. Thanks. Me too. <laughs> and your branding is awesome, by the way. I checked it out before and it's it's clean and it's you've got so many resources out there. So for listeners interested in it, go check out FACCWI.org. Thanks, Grace. You bet. Is there anything else that you would want listeners to know either about FACC, about financing, about what you guys can help them with? Sure. So relating back to that, what do you need to be prepared to consider when you're having a conversation with a potential lender? I just want to let people know that not every lender is the same. And if a traditional bank has been an intimidating environment for you in the past, a CDFI might be a window of opportunity for you. And it doesn't even have to be that if you want to come and have a conversation with me, my contact information is on the website. Feel free to reach out. I'm happy to help you even if you don't end up getting along with us. My whole purpose is to make sure that we communicate what you need to have ready and how can we help you get ready. Sometimes that means adding to your list of advisors if you need to make sure you've got a lawyer, an insurance agent, or broker on your team, making sure you understand how much equity you need to have put towards the deal. So it's not just going to a bank and saying, hi, I need $300,000. Write me a check. Yeah, I'm here. (laughs) Usually, if you've ever gotten a mortgage before, you need 20% down as the conservative estimate, right, to get Mm -hmm. optimal loan term rates. And I would say it's usually the same for business banking, although CDFIs, I think, have a little bit more latitude. So with that in mind, just know that if you're going to go for a loan, you kind of have to have money to take out money, if that makes sense. Mm Got to have a little skin in the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, timelines. Timelines for working through a loan application process. If you're working with a transactional lender, like a not great predatory lender, they're going to have amazing turnaround, probably. We're going to take a little more time because, again, we want to get to know you. Mm -hmm. And it might take a couple of months. If you're a startup, it could potentially take as long as a year, depending on where you are in your development. Like if you haven't written your business plan, if you haven't done any work on your financial projections and you don't understand the nuances to your industry, we're going to want you to do some homework. Sure. Right. But we're trying to make sure that we're setting you up for success. The SBA statistics for business failure rates in this country are staggering and our goal is to reduce them. So even doing that, it may seem like you're taking more time on the front end, but you're really investing in your business and yourself by doing all of that up front. You got it. You got it. It's kind of like when you want to build a building. You don't just start laying it into the ground on top of gravel. You want to have a good foundation. (laughs) 
that's inspirational, which brings us into our next segment. Yes. Corey, I know you're excited about this. I am. We are going to get inspirational for our listeners. As you know, Horcon Bank is the natural choice for banking. So that's not just a tagline. It's a commitment to being environmentally friendly and supporting environmental causes. So in that spirit, I'm going to give you an interesting animal fact and ask you to turn it into inspirational advice for business owners. Okay. Pressure's on. All right. So roosters prevent themselves from going deaf due to their own loud crowing by tilting their heads back when they crow. It covers their ear canal completely, serving as a built-in earplug. If they didn't, that crow gets up to about 100 decibels. Whoa. I know. I knew that would mean something to you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of decibels. It is. That's a lot of decibels. That's probably (laughs) almost as loud as my laugh, actually. (laughs) So I would take that and I would say there's a direct correlation between that rooster's instinctive biology and advice for any entrepreneur. Get out of your way. Right. Mm -hmm. What is this ties in perfectly with our conversation on making sure that you've got what you need. You understand what you're dealing with and you're taking the most direct path from A to B. That's awesome advice. Thanks. Yeah. You didn't need to worry about that at all. I was was sweating for a minute there. (laughs) Sure. We're going to make it. Uh, So before we end the show, I want to wrap up with actionable advice for listeners. So you just gave us some, get out of your way. But is there any other advice that you'd want listeners to know that they can just put into practice right away today? I think it's never a bad thing to make a phone call. I think it's never a bad thing to ask for help or advice. And I think there are a number of really fantastic resources if you have questions about anything. I mean, I have lots of opinions. I'll answer, I'll, I'll give you opinions on anything. <laughs> but as it relates to banking and entrepreneurship, looking for quality relationships is one of the cornerstones of every successful entrepreneur I've ever worked with. So making sure that you are carving out time on a daily basis to research, to reach out, and connect with people. I think is something that everyone can do. That's excellent advice. Thank you, Corey, for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Grace. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. To stay in the loop on all things banking on business related, visit horaconbank.com slash banking on business and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 